It's 102.9 The Hog, born and Mandy at Summerfest, day one. Yes. Uh, it's already off. It's off and running. Looking forward to it. And then tomorrow night, Friday night, it's the 24th Uline stage. You got Lita Ford, Quiet Riot, Warrant, Skid Row, Dave Snake Sabo from Skid Row joining the program. Snake, good to talk to you, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know Milwaukee very excited to have Skid Row back here tomorrow night. And I don't know if you guys, would, I mean, the lineup's amazing with Warren and Lita and Quiet Riot, Snake. You guys ever, like, see each other backstage in the hallway and go, yeah, we all still got it. Like, look at us. <laughs> yeah. All these years later, still doing it. Look at this. High look five. at these crowds. I, I think it's more uh, <laughs> showing gratitude than it is uh, being boisterous. And I think that we all kind of look at each other and we go, man. We're really lucky that we still get to do this for a living, and and we talk about it every night on stage. We're we we know like that that's not lost on us in any way, and if anything, it's humbling more so, um, because Skid Row has been a band now. We've been together, you know, thirty six years, and or yeah, thirty six, thirty five years, thirty six years, and so for us. Like, all we ever wanted to do was to be able to play music for a living. And because of the audience and the support that we've had, we're still able to do that. And people still want to hear these songs and, and hopefully want to hear some new stuff as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's more um, a case of, of, of being humbled than it, uh, it has anything to do with bragging rights, to be quite honest. All right, Steak. So, I mean, because... This line of these bands we could could have been on tour of uh, on fire thirty years ago. Biggest difference: Skid Row on the road now in twenty twenty two versus let's say nineteen ninety two. And this lineup is what's uh what's the biggest difference or things that you miss or maybe don't miss from back in the day? Well, no, I think that you know three years is an awfully long time, and so you know the bro- the bones get maybe a little bit more brittle, but the enthusiasm <laughs> is still the same yeah. and. The, the emotion that goes into it and that we, you know, the, the respect that we have to uh, all of our uh, the catalogs and, and whatever legacy we may have uh, built throughout the years, um, I think it's really a celebration more so now than it was back then because in 1992, we only had, you know, two records out and, and we had been on tour for a relatively short period of time. So now it's a case of being, you know, maybe having some more wisdom than we had back then and really realizing how lucky we all truly are. Um, And it just goes back to the, uh, while we may be older in years, like I'm still that 16-year-old kid that stands in front of the mirror pretending he's freely or or Joe Perry or or Randy Rose or, or whomever. Uh, and that sensibility uh, still exists. Like, that's my spirit. And I think that can say that for all the guys in the band. Like, we have that that spirit of, of what made us play guitar and pick up instruments in the first place, which was just a, it was a love for all things rock. And, and to emulate and hopefully... Uh, carry, carry some sort of a torch for the music that we play, 
And I still love playing these songs. Like, I'm not sick of playing Youth Gone Wild. That just doesn't happen. Uh, because I see how their audience responds to it. And when you see somebody singing your songs, I mean, for me, I don't want to speak for anybody outside the band, but for me and for us, it's like blows your mind. Because you go, holy crap, like, I've been a part of something that has touched people on an emotional level. And we're having this connection right now through music. And I couldn't ask for a greater gift than to be able to participate in that back and forth. Now, I got a question for you. Now, do you prefer the snake or just snake? That's part A of the question because you said, <laughs> hey, it's snake. Now, if you go on the interwebs, they'll call you the snake. Do you prefer the the or no? <laughs> it doesn't matter to me whatever anybody else is more comfortable with. Everybody calls me snake. Okay. Uh, even my mom did. God bless her when she was alive. So uh, she was affectionately known as Mama Snake. Yeah. So it's it's all good. It's uh for me it doesn't matter. But my all my friends call me Snake. Okay, so a little more casual. You don't have to put the the on there. Okay, I'm with it. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> now when you were an itty bitty when you were an itty bitty baby snake and you were growing up with John Bon Jovi, <laughs> did you play like with little green army guys? Did you play with G.I. Joe or were you guys just like air guitaring in the mirror, doing battles, like knew you guys were both going to be rock stars because I just can't fathom both of you growing up and being superstars. It's nuts. Well, we we played a lot of sports. Like, that's how we kind of first met was uh, he lived three streets away from me and I was walking up to my one of my other friends' houses that lived diagonally from him and he happened to be in his driveway playing basketball. And I was a big basketball freak as well as baseball. And so uh, I challenged him to a basketball game. And whoa, whoa, whoa. You just walked it, up to him without knowing him, yeah, and you're like, hey, brah, let's ball? Well, we were young. We were, you know, I think I might have been 11 years old okay. at the time. Okay. And so it wasn't like me being like, you know, dude, I'm going to kick your ass or anything <laughs> like that. It was. It was more like, hey, man, wanna, you know, you want to have a game? Like, okay, very sure. friendly. And, yeah, and yeah. And so we hit it off right away and uh, continued to have those basketball games. And then we'd have baseball games with, uh, you know, a bunch of people. And But he started playing guitar uh, right around that time as well. And it took me a while before I realized that I wanted to do music and... So when I finally decided, I guess I was like 14 and a half, that I wanted to play music, uh, he was one of the first people that started showing me chords on the guitar, and then he introduced me to his guitar teacher, who was a mentor to both of us, and kind of, and then we kind of took our separate paths from there. But yeah, him, him have, having this cheap Univox guitar, he would show me chords, and I would go home and practice those. And then when he couldn't show me any more chords, he's like, you should really go to my guitar teacher. And I was like, okay. And he happened to live right across the street, too. So it was all this very small area of Cerebral, New Jersey. Um, and just the fact that we were, you know, got to be successful, and we got to tour together, and, you know, 
just grow up together in this business. Like we're still best friends, and that's cute. We still talk every week and um, and hang out whenever we get the opportunity to. But yeah, it's it, it's pretty crazy. I, I I'm, I'm sure for someone on the outside looking in, they look at it like, what are the chances of that? And I mm. guess I kind of feel the same way. Like, what are the chances? You know, we're both going to the same high school and things like that. And, um, but I just recently realized or found out that um, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine and Adam Jones kind of have a similar story. And, uh, you know, they went to the same high school together, played in a band together, and, you know, look at the success they both So it's, uh, it's pretty cool, though, to be kind of, a, you know, have this relationship with John through the better part of, you know, um, uh, 48 years. Does he have an animal nickname as well that he doesn't go by as publicly? No. Okay. No, no, no. He, he's not cool. <laughs> like, he's he not could be cool like Panda. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's not cool enough for a nickname, man. All right, fair enough. <laughs> who, uh, who back to the basketball court today, who would win one-on-one between you and John Bon Jovi? Oh, please, that's easy. Okay. Me. Th- Obviously, the snake. I figured the snake. The snake owns him on the court. We're speaking with Dave Snake Stable. Yeah, he can't beat me in a three-point shootout, man. I, I will destroy. All right, fair enough. Uh, snake with Skid Row in town uh, tomorrow night, headlining the U-Line stage at Summerfest. Warrant Quiet Riot, Lita Ford. Also, what a what a great full day. It is, yeah. Uh, an evening of rock on on that stage. The gang's all here. New album from Skid Row. It's out now. Title track. The song is out. And uh, I think the first time in Milwaukee that uh, new lead singer Eric Eric Grunwall. He's got umlauts on his name. I know he's Swedish, so I don't know how he's pronounced his last name. Uh, Snake. What can you tell it's us about your new frontman? From, from what I'm told, it's just straight up Grunwall. Grunwall. Okay, I just want to say I don't know. I saw it. I saw it in print. And it was like umlauts. Yeah, so there were umlauts all over the place. Yeah. So. What what can you uh, tell us about him, and how'd you uh, end up hooking up with Eric? He's well, we we, we ran into a situation uh, with our with our old lead singer and ZP, and it, it was it was kind of clear that we're we're kind of going the band and him were going down two separate paths, and we realized for uh, a few reasons. Uh, that we were going to have to make a change. And at the same time that was happening, we were also turned on to Eric's cover of 18 Life. Um, someone had sent it to us a few months earlier, and we were aware of him when he did that as an audition for Swedish Idol back in 2009. He had uh, auditioned with 18 Life. So he had been on our radar for quite some time, and then in 2018 or 2019, he was in a band called Heat, and they were on tour with us in Europe. And really sweet guy, all the guys in the band were. And exceptional singer, and we, we, we took note. And so when we realized that we were gonna have to make a change, and that we needed to finish making this record, we knew that we were gonna have to act quickly. And so to be honest with you, the only person's name that really came up was Eric. And we reached out to him immediately. Uh, it was Rachel who brought it up. And Rachel's like, I'll email this guy. And we're like, yeah, email him. And, you know, say that, you know what, we love your voice. And we got a track that we'd like you to sing on and see what happens. 
show me something the gang's all here he stepped back within 24 hours and it was great it was great and we were like this is a game changer and so then we sent him another I think one two more tracks to see what he could do with them and he was it was exceptional and so we went we basically said without even being meeting in person or jam together just from those two three songs we're like dude this is crazy but you want to be in the band and he got very very emotional and he uh, was silent for about maybe five ten seconds and it was really worrisome we thought like he was going to go now you know but it was completely opposite he's like absolutely he's like you guys are like my favorite bands and it would just be incredible and so we were we were really really taken back by that and just the 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 love he had for the band and stuff and so we had him finish eight of the ten songs while he was in Sweden and we still hadn't met him uh, and the first time that we met him was Tuesday before we started the residency with the Scorpions, which started on a Saturday. So we met him on Tuesday, March 21st or 22nd. We played on the uh, 23rd and 24th. It went so well that we took off the 25th and we played our show with them the 26th. So we played our first show with Eric four, four days after meeting him. <laughs> now here we are. Right. Our tour and Summerfest tomorrow. It's awesome. I am yeah, just. Uh, it's really crazy. I have just one comment. Since you're here, I want to take advantage of this. Did you realize, I'm sure you did, um, the the same year that your band was formed was the same year that Little Shop of Horrors was released uh, as a movie. And there was a song in the movie called Skid Row. And every time I hear that song, I think of your band. I just wanted to tell that to you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm aware of the song, but I was not aware of the 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 connection with when they were released was when uh, yeah. we started and, and that movie, I was not aware of that. Yeah, well, that's a fun fact for you and you may share that at parties now if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snake, great. it's been a, a bit of pleasure, man. Looking forward to the show tomorrow night with Skid Row here at Summerfest. Thank you so much for the time yeah, and uh, can't wait, can't wait to see you guys on stage. Well, thank you guys so much and thanks for all of your support and, uh, that area of the country holds special, uh, we have special love for that area of the country. Um, we, we, we started up in that area, you know, doing our first record in that, in that general vicinity. And we've always had amazing shows up there. And the, and the audiences in Milwaukee have always been extremely kind to us. So, uh, uh, and the surrounding areas. So we're we're just really excited to be a part of it and really looking forward to uh to to getting there and, and you know, embracing embracing all the uh the, all the believers. We'll be there full force U line stage tomorrow night with Skid Row Snake. Thank you so much. It's one oh two nine the hog.